Hello, and welcome back to December's edition of Pedro's Points of Discussion podcast. This series presents dynamic and spirited discussions on high-priority topics related to the research being done in each of Pedro's focus study groups. December's episodes are with the neonatal focus study group. Before we begin, it's important to note the views and information expressed during this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance. The purpose of this podcast is to be thought-provoking and to stimulate new ideas, new collaborations, and novel research. Any reference to medical treatment or disease management is for this purpose only. It is not an endorsement by PEDRA, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Any decisions related to medical care should be made in consultation with qualified healthcare providers. In this mini-series, Is Sunscreen Safe in Infants Under Six Months?, We'll hear the pros and cons of sunscreen use in infants under the age of six months. Your moderator for this program is the chair of PEDRA's neonatal focus study group, Dr. Jennifer Shook. Dr. Shook is an associate professor at the University of Florida in the departments of dermatology and pediatrics. Episode one presents considerations against sunscreen use, and Dr. Shook will be joined by Dr. Irene Lara Corrales. Dr. Lara Corrales is an associate professor in the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Toronto in Canada. And now I'd like to turn it over to your host, Dr. Shook. Well, hello, everyone. I am so um, excited to have some experts here, some of my colleagues from the neonatal group to discuss this important topic. Today, we are going to tackle if sunscreen should be used in infants, particularly in infants less than six months old. And as you may know, currently, the FDA approves sunscreen in infants only down to six months um, and currently recommends that sunscreen be avoided in infants less than six months. However, the AAP waivers a bit on the issue, specifically in healthychildren.org, which is a publication of the AAP, they do recommend that when um, sun protective clothing cannot cover all areas, that sunscreen can be used sparingly in exposed areas. So we're really leaving parents with uh, a little bit of confusion, uh, open to interpretation, and we wanted to highlight the pros and cons of using sunscreen in infants. So today we have with us Dr. Irene Lara Corrales, who is from Toronto Sick Kids, and she is going to help us go through some of what we would call the cons to sunscreen use in young infants. Um, So Dr. Lara Corrales, can you please kind of give us an overview of what you might think uh, maybe some of the things we should be cautious about with sunscreen use? Well, it is, uh, as you said, there's still some things that unfortunately we don't know or we're not 100% clear about. Um, So one of the considerations, especially in very young infants, uh, we know that their skin barrier that barrier that helps keep things out and not allow them into our bodies is still not fully developed. So some of the products that are uh, ingredients in sunscreens, we don't have safety data and we don't know exactly how much of these products are being absorbed by babies. Um, And these are kind of full-term babies. If we Think about preterm babies where their uh, skin barrier is even less developed. There are concerns that uh, we don't have enough information about. 
Right, right. That's true. And we don't have a lot of research yet on this infant skin barrier. We can get to that a little bit later. Um, but what might be some of the risks of having an immature skin barrier and then um, applying sunscreen? So um, things that we get in contact uh, through the skin, sometimes this can be sensitized and you develop allergies towards them. So in babies, um, we might be sensitizing them to different ingredients, and this might lead to problems long-term. And then like if something could potentially cause um, different effects, if we absorb it into our bloodstream, um, we probably don't have enough information to know what some of these products might lead to down the road. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult because um, historically there's been a lot of limitations in infants just in general with medications. And so we don't have a lot of information. You're right. Now, what do you think though? So that's a great point. Um, but what do you think if we thought that it was safe, what other limitations might there be? Well, sometimes parents might be falsely reassured that if a baby has sunscreen applied to their skin, it is safe to put them under the sun. And this right. is not necessarily true. Uh, and we have to be careful when we are providing this type of uh, education to parents, not to um, lead to this false reassurance that it is okay to have babies under the sun, especially for a long time or in peak hours of the day when we know seeking shade, keeping them out of the sun, uh, all of those things are important. Like we have other ways of avoiding sun and um, this might be uh, something that we need to be careful with. Right, that's a really good point. Yeah, if we say that sunscreen is okay in babies, then maybe parents would feel more comfortable having the infants out the whole day out at the beach in Florida and that, that probably has some other risks, including overheating and dehydration, particularly yes, in small and, and we know that they are more sensitive to temperature changes and that they are more prone to get dehydrated. Um, and this is something that uh, we also need to be cautious about. Right, right. That's a really good point. Um, what, what do you think you might recommend as an alternative or, or a solution then if sunscreen isn't, uh, isn't used widely in infants? Well, there are many different sun protective measures, um, seeking shade, avoiding, um, especially the sun during peak hours of the day from 10 to 4 p.m., like when the sun is hitting a little bit more direct. We also can uh, use hats that bring shade, especially to the face and ears and neck. Like we like hats that have a white rim uh, just to be able to provide more sh uh, shadow. Um, strollers, tents, like there are many different uh, ways of um, seeking shade, being under a tree, uh, all these little tents that you see in the beach now, those are great areas too. Uh, they get very warm and you have to be careful with that, but they also provide good shade. Um, like I mentioned, the strollers, like strollers uh, have the ability to to be closed and um, provide the shade to the baby as well. Um, and there are other, like probably not for very small infants, but protecting the eyes with 
um, sunglasses and um, sun protective clothing, like all clothes probably has some amount of protection, but the ones that are branded as having uh, SPF are definitely great options for kids. And those are not only very cute, but they are uh, sometimes covering areas like the neck, like with little hoodies or uh, providing like the long sleeve that uh, brings extra protection to sensitive parts of the body. Yeah, you're right. You know, my oldest is 10 now and his younger brother just got all the kind of hand-me-downs. So our, our baby stuff was about 10 years old. And I have to say 10 years ago, I don't think there was as much cute baby little like onesies and protective outfits um, in the stores. And so it has been really fun um, and, and exciting as a pediatric dermatologist to see all this cute stuff. You know, one thing I see a lot in Florida um, I see a lot of, of parents who I think get a little overconfident though, about the shade thinking maybe I, and you mentioned this, I think, but maybe under appreciating how much sun is reflected, particularly at the beach off the sand. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm trying to be better about telling my parents to, um, to do some protective clothing all the time at the beach, even when the kiddos are in the shade. And the other thing I say to kind of echo, echo your sentiments is um, the hats to start them with the hats early, because it's pretty much impossible to get a two or three year old used to wearing a hat. But if you start when they're a baby, then they think that's just kind of normal at the, at the beach. Um, so I think those are really good points, regardless of where you end up with sunscreen, that we have some cute other tools as well. I completely agree. I think that my oldest is 22. So I don't think that uh, sun protective clothing ever even existed when she was little. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I, I that's actually one of my favorite things to get for baby shower gifts now is the, is sun protective clothes for babies. But again, it's hard because you don't want to encourage people to go out too early with their babies. Um, so I usually get the six to twelve month size. But that, you know, in, in Florida, it's pretty much inevitable that you're going to have to be out and about, especially when it's like the third or the fourth baby and you're going to activities with the older kids. So we don't want to be completely ignorant to the fact that babies have to go out too and keep up with their families. Okay, well, that was that's really interesting. Any other wrap up points of some of the potential cautions, risks of sunscreen use that we need to consider in this argument? Because the FDA seems pretty firm on it on their website. Yeah, and not only the FDA, but also other health uh, agencies in Canada, Health Canada, in other parts of the world, like this is a concern that has been raised. Um, having said that, um, there are different types of sunscreens, and there are some that uh, have been proven to be safe in kids, and um, probably what we choose to use is also important and can change uh, some of the advice that we provide families with. And we'll probably talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One more thing I wanted to bring up before we move on um, that comes up a lot uh, for me. Sometimes parents ask about things like nanoparticles and uh, sunscreens getting into the bloodstream. And honestly, I, I think in, in my research and understanding, I, it's potential for concern, but I think it's actually probably true that we're, we're absorbing a lot through the skin and from the environment, including, you know, bits of plastics and things like that. So that uh, personally, as a mom and as a pediatric dermatologist, hasn't been a big concern for me. Did you have any concern about nanoparticles? I don't. 
like I'm also a parent, like I, I, I don't have that um, burning concern. Um, having said that, sometimes when we don't have the information to reassure, a hun- nothing is 100%, but at least we would like to see some published studies and some published information to assure that this doesn't lead to any problems. And I think as um, clinician investigators, we should be seeking some of these projects to be able to make sure that we have the right information to guide our families. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to episode one in this points of discussion mini series. Catch episode two now to hear the argument in favor of sunscreen use in children under the age of six months. Thank you so much to our program sponsors, AbbVie Inc., Eli Lilly and Company, Sanofi Genzyme, and Regeneron Pharmaceuticals for supporting this program. Pedra is solely responsible for all the program content and the selection of all presenters, authors, moderators, and faculty. Please subscribe to the Pedra Pearls podcast channel and be sure to leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. You can find more educational content in the Pedra app available for Apple and Android users. Thanks for listening and tune in for episodes two and three.